0: listening to Breaking Our Silence with host Lupi Moreno on the CWR network Hello and welcome to Breaking Our Silence. I am your host Lupi Moreno. First off I'd like to say thank you and for all my listeners who have been part of this show and I'd like to say that this show has been a great experience for me over the past six months. It's given me an opportunity to share some great information about domestic abuse, and it has helped me introduce you to some great guests. I need to dedicate more time to some other things that I have going on in my life right now, so I've decided to turn over the show to a new host, Ms. Shireen Rice. Shireen was my guest on March 1st when we did a show titled Overcoming Abuse, The Healing Process. And Shireen is going to join me on today's show along with our guest, Ms. Mimi Ortiz. Mimi is a survivor of domestic violence and will share parts of her story with us as well as fill us in on what's going on in her life right now. At this time, please welcome Shireen and Mimi to the show. Hi, Libby. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Hello, ladies. Oh. Um, Mimi, so as our guest, I first wanted to ask you, can you um, share with us some of the abuse that you went through and how domestic violence affected your
1: life? Yes, definitely. I'd love to to share that. Um, Well, a little bit about my story um, that I can tell you um, and, and express is that well, after being in an um, you know, an unhealthy relationship for a little bit over a year and attempting to leave, you know, a couple of times, um it came down to, you know, one night being assaulted and, and attacked by my ex-boyfriend at the time and um you know, this, the, the, the abuse and the attack, you know, left me unconscious, you know, that night and it all escalated from an arguing and, and trying to leave, you know, trying to end the relationship, which, you know, as I mentioned, led to me being, um, left me unconscious and, um, you know, at, at that moment, you know, my abuser, you know, freaked out and, and called for help and, and lied that I had been attacked, you know, at a bar and, um, so when assistance came and the paramedics and you know police came over to assist, um, my abuser was was holding a gun, and you know threatening to to shoot at them if they wouldn't leave. Well, um, you know after me waking up and what he did is he took me hostage with him, with his uh, you know with a gun, pointed at me and uh, took me into the bathroom with him you know and um while all this is going on you know the the police officers and emt are just shouting at me trying to get me to to come over to them well i'm hostage in the bathroom and you know i'm at that point i'm thinking you know this is it um he's got the gun pointed at me and you know i was just kind of saying my last prayers and thinking my life was going to end at that moment and that feeling you know was just you know unforgettable and so um he ends up um, inflicting uh, some, uh, you know, hurting himself. He ends up shooting himself, you know, through his cheek. And um, I ended up in the back of an ambulance, uh, you know, being sent to the hospital. And um, he ended up having to have uh, surgery in his face because he ended up, uh, you know, shooting through his cheek. Well, You know he did damage to my face had like a a, I uh, had a a broken eye socket fractures on my face my jaw which left me with like nerve damage and some nerve failure on my face which I had to have um, surgery Um, but you know after a year of trial which that's how long the trial lasted and having to go back and and see him you know um, I was pleased with uh, with the results of the sentencing, which um, led him to um, 144 years in prison, because uh, he had a couple of se- uh, several uh, charges of attempted murder, because he did end up uh, shooting at police officers and EMT, which fortunately they were also okay to this day. And yeah, that was uh, about six years ago. Just a couple of days ago was six years of. Uh, the moment when I was able to, unfortunately for me, uh, leave my unhealthy relationship, you know, in that situation because I attempted many times to to leave and to, to break up and to end the relationship. But, um, you know, I went through the, the fear and the shame. Uh, and um, you know the isolation he caused isolation, and um, you know it all came along with the verbal abuse, the psychological abuse, even financial abuse. And so, um, as I mentioned, um, for me, it um, it it, uh, it all ended unfortunately in that situation, having to to be attacked and you know being held hostage and having this altercation with the cops and him having to to cause. This, this scene and then fire gunshots at them and um you know ultimately you know i thought you know while in the bathroom sitting he sat me in the, in the bathtub with him that moment i'm thinking you know i my, my life is over he's this is what it's come down to and then he's gonna kill myself kill, kill me and then maybe hurt, kill himself but um Yes, that's that's kind of and as I mentioned, that was about six years ago. Just just recently, a couple of days ago, and um, it, after of a trial, a year of trial um, that that I went through, and um, all the charges that he had of uh, you know attempted murder and obviously my assault. As I mentioned, um, being happy with a with the sentencing, being that um he will be uh in prison for life as i said it was 144 years and um that's a that's a that's a brief kind of uh my story and how did it affect my life well domestic violence affected my life uh tremendously it was something that i was not really aware of i was not i was i didn't have any i, I didn't have any knowledge i i didn't not know I guess in a sense, like I was kind of like unaware or in a sense naive to it. I it, I wasn't, I didn't see it in my household growing up. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't experience it before. So of course, you know, it, it affected, you know, even now moving forward and being able to move to other type of other, other relationships, the trust and, and all of that. But not only that, of course, coming along with, you know, the, the mental, um, effect that it had on me and the psychological effect, I should say, and obviously mm-hmm. even the physical, um, you know, as I mentioned, it, it left a lot of complications to to the left side of my face. But, you know, along with PTSD and, you know, the trust issues and all of that, it, it affected my life tremendously, not being able to sleep and the nightmares and, you know, still fearing that, you know, and, and that someone else could still do that to me and, and then, uh, you know, um being unaware of like not trusting myself like well I thought that was love and I went through the shame and the guilt um that a lot of people maybe can relate after after leaving a, an abusive relationship and um you yeah, know that's that's pretty much um you know a quick background of of my story and and how how that kind of led me to where I am now <laughs>
0: So before that incident where he took you hostage, was your family and your friends were they aware of what was going on, or
1: were you going through all this in silence? I was going through all of this in silence. I, I, um, and I think that's where the kind of like the guilt and the shame came in for me because, um, you know, I always felt in some some myself as a very strong and independent person you know I had moved to a different state for work that where I knew nobody and so um, that's where I have met him and so I went through um, isolation you know he, he put me through you know not even being conscious of it I didn't even realize it and you know looking back you know after it all happened I was like how did I like let that happen. I my, my friends did not know. I My family um, did not know of any of the, the abuse that, that was going on um, and have in mind, like my mom and my sister had met him, you know, and it was all, you know, oh, things are great and, you know, we're living together. And um, no, it was none of my family members or family knew. Even at work, it was something that I I I wouldn't share with, with anybody. So I was, yes, I was unaware of any sort of, um, when I found myself in situations where I wanted to leave and I feared for my life or I feared, you know, him, and I wasn't aware that there was any help that there was any services out there. And, um, I think that's why I am doing this now. And and I'm able to, and I'm wanting to share my stories is because there, there is help out there and you know, I felt alone. So yes, nobody knew. Um, and how long time.
0: were you with him?
1: It was how over long was uh, a relationship? It was, uh, it was a sh- very short period of time, a little over a year one year. Oh, okay. One year. Yeah.
0: Yes. But it is easy to for them to isolate you and get you to a point where you don't realize especially if it starts off more with the psychological and stuff before the abuse exactly. comes in. It's Exactly. A lot of times if you're not going through the physical, you don't realize you're a victim until something like huge blows okay. up like in your case. And um, so that is something that happens. And a lot of times and it it's easy to kind of blame yourself after and try to say, how can mm-hmm. you know, how can I let myself Put, you know, go through that and stuff and to blame yourself. But,
1: exactly, you
0: know, I'm sure you know by, you know, now after all these years that it wasn't your fault. And for anybody who's right. listening and is going through a similar situation, it's not your fault. And you didn't call, do yes. anything to cause it. And a lot of times the abusers will tell the victim, of well, Wallace, look what you made me do. Or if you wouldn't have said that, right. or, if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have got me mad. And But it's not the victim's fault. And, you know, I'm so glad right. that... You survive that, and you were able to leave him. Especially that he's away from life, and you don't have to worry about him. <laughs> and right. And also, you mentioned about you know the trust and in going into another relationship. That is a hard thing to deal with. I know, like in my case, I went through a uh, mm-hmm. couple of bad relationships. Um, I mean, two two separate abusive relationships and. Mm-hmm. A couple bad relationships after that before you know I realized what I was doing wrong and I got my you know got right. help for myself and started to recognize all the signs and you know thankfully I'm in a good and happy and healthy relationship and a good marriage now and okay. that's why I, I like doing this show too, and sharing our stories because to give victims hope that there is life after domestic abuse and that you can. Go on and be in happy relationship because a lot of times when you're going through it, your abuser makes you think that nobody's going to want you, and and even you, right. the victims, start thinking like, oh, nobody's going to want me. Um, you know, what's wrong with right. me? We yeah. tend to blame ourselves. And so I'm so happy that you've gone through this. And so, how has your life changed since you broke your silence and after all this happened?
1: Well, well, my life has changed tremendously. Obviously, um, in my case, you know, everybody's healing journey is different. And in my situation, one, once I was able to, once I came to a point in my life where I was ready to break my silence and uh, share my story, you know, and the reason I did is I felt compelled. I felt compelled to be able to reach out to other men and women um, because, as I mentioned earlier, I was unaware of, of I didn't. I did not know that I, that I could reach out uh, in that situation. You know, I, I felt alone. I, you know, the psychological abuse and the control that someone has over you. You, I, I was, you know, I felt alone. So, I, I felt compelled to be able to share my story. And like I mentioned, it. I came to a point. It. it took a, a couple of years, but once I was ready to break my silence and be able to share my story, that's when my healing journey began for me. It That's when I was able to, you know, be able to share my story every chance I got to to any man or woman that I was able to, and I was able to get so much amazing feedback and so much, you know, um, I just wanted to inspire and empower and educate other people. That was just my passion, and to be able to do that, and, I mean, it just – um you know that that was that's how it. I mean, it tremendously changed my life. I was able to um, hopefully help other people and provide a voice to others that probably live yeah. or currently are or were living in fear, kind of how I was at that time. You know, um, to let them know you're not alone. There's there's help out there. There there's there's something that can be done. There's so much information, services, and you know, shelters and such. And so. Um, it, it just changed my life tremendously. I, like I mentioned, it began my healing journey. I was able to, um, I was able to, you know, walk around with my head up high and, and say, you know what, I, I went through that. And I, I remember the time when I, I actually remember the time when I felt I'm not a victim. I am not going to let him keep controlling me, filling in this Still, like he's in prison, and I won't not let him keep controlling me, feeling uh, Mm -hmm. this guilt, this shame, or you know, still crying late at night or the nightmares. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I am now a survivor. I am now a survivor, and it's made me a stronger person. So, what can I do with this? Like, with this, like. You know, celebrities have a platform where they can, you know, they they can reach out and, and, and reach out to the people. What is my platform? And so my platform was my story and be able to, as I said, educate, empower, and even if it's just listen to somebody else. And, you know, that that's what changed my life tremendously, being able to get feedback from or calls or text messages from friends that were like, I had no idea you went through that because like I mentioned, nobody knew and said, you know uh-huh. what, I'm going through something similar. And I did not know you went through that. So I'm going through something similar and I just, I'm so glad you talked about it because it it's happened to me or it's happening now. And that, that alone was, will completely change, you know, the reason or the reason why I broke I the silence and how my healing journey began for myself. And it was just you know, the best thing I could have done. And, you know, like I said, everybody's healing journey is different and it it can take, you know, everybody's time to be able to get to that point point to break their silence. So, um, yes, I'm very grateful that with a lot of help and support, um, obviously from therapy and, and of course, the services that I got from from the organization to break the silence against domestic violence, like going to their retreat, that was one of the biggest stepping stones that allowed me to break my silence and then be like, "Ah, there's, I'm not alone. There's other men and women out there that are going through this. So I'm not alone. It's very validating, isn't it? Yes, it is. It was just amazing. And so that, that's, uh, that's what, uh, you know, brought me to this point and say, okay, I'm a survivor. I got this and I can help other women. And so, um, yeah, it's very empowering. Yeah, and
0: I think it's very important that what you said too, that your healing process started when you broke your silence. And that was the same thing with me too. Because a lot of my friends didn't even know that I went through the abuse until twenty years later when I started sharing my story. And because when I first left the first abusive relationship, I thought to myself, okay, I left him, I'm safe now, I I can just, I don't need help, because even though I was told that I needed to get help, because I was suffering from Mm -hmm. severe PTSD, I thought I could help Mm -hmm. myself, and no, I can heal, I'm away from him, I just need to move on with life, because a lot of people say, you know, people still tell you, and I still hear it every now and then, oh, why don't you just, that was in the past, why don't you just move on, you know, life goes on, just, you know, people who don't (coughs) understand it's easy for them to say that, you know. And so that's right. I didn't understand too. So that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, I just I gotta move on. But yeah. if you don't break your silence and you're holding it in, it doesn't go away. You have to share it and start, you know, accepting what went happened and start dealing with your healing and like with you the same as you, I when I came across Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence and attended their retreat in two thousand fifteen that's what helped Mm -hmm. me start to start really sharing my story and telling people and putting it out there on Facebook. And that's how people start hearing and
1: sharing. And the more I
0: spoke about it, the more I felt whole again. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is me. And even though I was already happily married to my husband now, I still was dealing with a lot of stuff from my past because I wasn't sharing. And by sharing my story, I was able to also share with him and it helped him get to know me better and understand why I was doing some of the things that I was doing and how it was affecting our marriage. And since sharing and breaking my silence and sharing my story more, it's also helped our marriage get stronger. And yeah. So yeah, that great. is very important, very important to share a story and break our silence. You know, Missy, <laughs> Mimi, I called you Missy. Sorry. Yes.
1: Um, i was going to say one thing that I thought that you brought out that is very important for all women to know is you were strong and I thought I was strong and I'm like, how could this happen? How how easy yes. was it for him to groom me? And and I'm yes. like, are you kidding me? And mine was also about a year as yours was. And I'm like, how did this, how did I get here? I remember praying a week before my incident, Lord, I do not know how I got here and I don't know how to get out. And it mm-hmm. was it was just you know I I couldn't believe this had happened to me I just couldn't exactly. believe I was in this situation. Yes, and like yes, you, it's I didn't very, tell anyone either. <laughs> yes, it's it's such a, you know, all of the the mind games and the, the you know just the control and 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 every aspect of it. But yes, I, I exactly you know looking, I remember just like. You know, after having going through surgery and everything, and 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 you know, just all of the the chaos. You know, having to move back home to different. You know, I was a, I was in a different state. I was just like, how? You know, you, you always think back, like, what what happened? Like, what it hits you. You know, after all of the kind kind of everything, kind of uh, you know, calms down a bit. And what if you start asking the what if questions? And yeah, you know. Well, what if I, you know, I, you know, there was many times I had called, you know, uh, the, the police officers to the house, you know, because I was he, I was he was he was threatening me and stuff, and the, I was I, even after I was discouraged in filing restraining order, I was saying like, maybe I should have just not listened to the police officer who told me, oh, you don't want to do that. It's a long process. It takes a long time. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess I won't file it. And so I'm like, "What if I sh- should have done that? What if I just would have left like moved to different back home and, and so of course, yeah, you know, I went through the whole guilt, like you just mentioned, um Charisse. it's is like it, it's Sharine and it's like you go through that that guilt and it's shame, but you know it's important for people yeah. to know that you know it's not your fault it's it, it's it's uh, you know these are these tactics that you know um people people use unfortunately and so that's when I became more aware about um you know domestic violence and I was educating myself and I, I guess it's yeah. part of the reason why I decide to to talk to other people about it is because like I yeah. said I, I had no idea I had no idea I, about I gaslighting. yeah yeah I didn't grow up I didn't grow up you know knowing about it I didn't see it in my household wow. and to 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 be in this, you know, I, as I see it, kind of like this dark cloud above me, just kind of, I, I was just like, "What? why is this so negative here? What's going on? And But he tells me he loves me. So I was like, is this, is yeah. this love? You know, is this <laughs> love? A, and then, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's common that, that we all go through. So, uh, Mimi, now looking back at your life and everything that you've gone through and how far you've come. What is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self and other younger girls and boys to educate them and let them know from what
1: you've gone through, something that you would want to tell yourself? Well, something that I feel is important and that I think that I would tell my younger self um, is, you know, that, you're not alone even if you know that you that that's like the main thing you you you're not alone and you have help to the silence to leave to to do something um something if i would have known you know six seven years ago is that you know um when it does happen and, you know, many people like myself, I, I, as I mentioned, I I wasn't aware, like I was, I ended up in that situation. And so we question ourselves. And so, you know, it's really important to as part of my healing journey, I came to learn to love myself and self care and to self love. Like that was the most important thing for me, you know, and, so for me to be able to tell other young people, men and women or teens that, you know, um, that are dating or, or or maybe end up in the situation is that you are just not, you are not alone. That was my biggest fear and that was my biggest, you know, when I was in the situation, I, you know, we talked about isolation and the control of it and so going back, you know, I, if I would have known that there were shelters, is it that there was like a helpline out there or that I can go to and, and not fear for my life and someone help me, um, you know, that that is the most important thing. And um, like I mentioned, just um, learn to love yourself and, and know that it's not your fault. You know, it, you did not cause someone to, to, you know, Treat a person that way, a man or a woman Like, you know, love should not hurt And so that's one of the things That I wish I could tell myself As in yourself, like, if he says he loves me But why am I crying? Why am I being hurt? Why is this happening? You know, and um, I think that's Important to know And um, education Is very important So um, even in myself Like not knowing about uh, domestic violence just talking to other people and reaching out and doing research of you know and learning yeah. the red flags that's the main main thing if, if you if I'm able just to sit with someone and be able to share you know about red flags or gaslighting that that alone I, I feel like I, I've I've shared some knowledge with someone and, um, I think that's important, you know, because I think just education is key. So those would be some of the things that I, I, you know, I would be able to want to know myself then, like, it is not your fault, Mimi, you know, love yourself. And, you know, if, if if, uh, we think if I thought that was love, but yet I'm hurting and I'm being hurt, um, that's not how it should be. So that's, that's something I would, um, definitely be reminding myself from even from now and moving forward and and could have wish I could have told myself that, you know, before.
0: Yeah. So in addition to sharing your story, are you using your experience in other ways
1: to help people right now?
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I know you mentioned the um, you know, break of course, the silence. Yes, um you know, after attending the uh, the retreat in 2017, Um, as I mentioned, that just began my healing journey. So I literally remember, you know, on the drive back home, I was like, what do I, I need to do something. What, what, what can I do? What, you know? And so the first thing, of course, like I mentioned is I just wanted to share my story and, um, Break My Silence. So after doing that, um, you know, I felt compelled to be able to become an advocate. So I became an advocate, you know, against domestic violence and um, had the great opportunity to be able to volunteer um, with Break the Silence, you know, against domestic violence. And I um, have been, you know, had the opportunity to to volunteer with them and um, currently running their Instagram being a coordinator for the Instagram you know platform but not only that just um, helping with anything I can with their fundraisings and events and that sort of thing so just being a part of this where of what I've always said is my family like my second family this sisterhood that Uh I now have this is how I've been able to uh, help other people I've been volunteering with them I've um then um, I got certified as an advocate against domestic violence. You know, so my my goal moving forward is to be able to speak at you know other events or and other you know schools or, or or that sort of thing. So um, that's kind of my goal moving forward and be able to to use my story, my experience to to help other people. So um, the main the main big part of of what I'm doing now is is volunteering and you know. I even um, decided to to, to to travel after all, after the sentencing and, that and everything. and decided to just travel for like a year and be able to uh, even just traveling, be able to advocating people around the world, just talking to men and women just from other, you know, countries, and be able to talk about my story. And, and that alone was very impactful in my life. So, um, so yeah, that's that's something that I've been fortunate enough to be able to use my experience to, to help other people. I've even gone to the point of um, getting involved in trying to get certified for uh, human traf- trafficking, so being an advocate um, against human trafficking, which in in, in that situation as well, um, abuse happens as well, you know, mental or yeah. verbal and, and, and even physical. So I'm trying to extend, you know, um, and, and help out and reach out to as many people as possible to um, to just empower and be, hopefully, be a voice to to any uh, teenager, man, or woman out there that is either currently in a situation or was in a situation, and just to let them know there is life after you know abuse. There, there are there is help out there. So that's yeah, um, there that's what I've been able to, to do. That yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Mimi, for joining
0: us and sharing your, your story with us. And for anybody listening yes. who would like more information on Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence, you can reach them, go to their website at www.breakthesilencedv.org. And like as I said before at the beginning of the show, this is actually my last show, and Shireen is going to be taking over as the host starting next week. So, Shireen, is there any information you'd like to share as far as what days and times you're going to be airing the show?
1: Um, Yes, it's going to be at the same time, but it will be on different days. It will be the second and fourth Thursday of each month, and that's the only difference. Otherwise, it's going to be at the same time.
0: Okay, and thank you so much, too, for being able to continue the show on and um, So far, the show has been able to share some great information. i so excited for the
1: opportunity. I just cannot tell you. It's just exciting for me because I just love this topic. And like um, Mimi said, education is everything when it comes to domestic violence. I'm very excited.
0: Yes, it is. And I mean it's it's been a great opportunity for me and I know it will be for you as well and we'll keep having great guests like Mimi and all the ones that we've had. In the I past. will. I love Mimi. She's an amazing woman, I'm telling you that
1: girl is inspiring thank for everyone. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you. So
0: yeah, it's been it's been really great. So thank you both for tonight and that will conclude our show for tonight until next week. Break the Silence with your host, um, Shereen. <laughs> Shereen will be taking yeah, over. Thank so thank you. you very much. Thank you everybody for listening tonight. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. People been saying to your friend, get a different face, and posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The Someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool, and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.